Hey, this is Afia Letham, creator of the Frame Your Day app, helping you walk out every day in victory. I'm proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleash, going beyond borders. Hi, this is Zakia Ringgold from NaturalSoapByZakia.com, proud sponsors of the Ramsey Unleashed, Going Beyond Borders podcast. Welcome to another edition to Ramsey Unleashed, Going Beyond Borders podcast. Uh, as I say, it's kind of good to get a lot of podcasts out. It's another day. Uh, it's another day of lockdown, basically. But the opportunity is here, so let's utilize the opportunity to get as many podcasts in the bag as possible because... When things go back to normal, it may, may be a bit fewer because busyness in life takes over sometimes. So, But my, my guest is another artist, an independent artist, and he is from America again, which is good in our, uh, in our artist from America last time. She was in the vicinity of uh, Pennsylvania, and also this artist is close by in New York. And I met James through my artist who is coming up called James, um, and I met him through a group called Periscope and Musical Artists Connection, connection through Janice Cook, which is really good. So uh, basically, another interview, Ramsey Unleashed, Going Beyond Borders. I love interviewing people, love supporting people from wherever they are in the world, their story, their background, uh, whether it's music or uh, something else. It's always good to have a chat. Uh, I will do my usual shout-outs for the people who are... Uh, this is on a video platform through StreamYard, Using streamer because the audio for the audio for the purposes podcast is fantastic, and at the end of the day, I tend to I am recording it based mainly on if I was doing it just audio, uh, as you're listening to the podcast on the go. So I am using video at present. For those who are watching, uh, welcome. Uh, yes, I am interviewing. I may not see your comments in the Facebook Live. So apologies, it's not a quite a Q and A. Uh, so thank you for watching thank you for supporting I will do my usual shout outs to people who do contribute to our show and thank you for that uh, we will have James's where you can connect with James uh, and his partner uh, who um, we're going to hear from her as well um, in the show we will have his uh, links where you can connect with him in the show notes on the audio podcast he will also tell people where he you can find him if you want to connect with him etc etc so standard podcast uh, welcome so welcome james welcome james gilchrist to the show and thank you for coming on ramsey on these going on borders in scotland how are you doing i'm doing fantastic thank you ramsey very much for having me on the show so tell us what's been going on and give us an update on what's happening in new york obviously things are kind of locked down it's kind of from lock new york is usually absolutely super busy so yes. How is I mean, it must be weird walking around the streets of New York just totally dead. Yeah, well, I so I live in Bergen County, New Jersey, which is uh, about 10 miles as the crow flies from New York City. And uh, uh, we've lived here, my wife and I, for about five years. But we lived in Manhattan for about 10, uh, uh, back in uh, from like 2000 to 2008, somewhere around there. Um, and so we've been on lockdown in our home in uh, Bergen County. Um, for going back to the, the, the middle of March, you know, um, my, um, my life and my day job allows me to work from home pretty effectively. So as soon as it seemed like that was a smart thing to do, uh, I started doing that. And then, uh, you know, my company followed suit. 
Um, my wife travels around uh, in her role as a music therapist um, and other things that she'll talk about. Um, and about a week after I started staying home, she started staying home. So we don't, we haven't seen New York in the last month. And uh, the one time about two weeks ago that we went out to get groceries, uh, the roads are absolutely dead in New Jersey, which is the most densely populated state in the United States. So the idea of seeing empty roads in the middle of a day is very surreal. Uh, and But, of course, we watch the, the programs on TV that show us shots of Times Square and the like, and it is very uncanny, very, very strange. Um, so. But, yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's uh, dive right in. So who, let's find out who's, who's James Gilchrist. Who are you? You're obviously an upcoming artist. You're an art, independent artist. You've, not, yes. you've been doing it for a while. Uh, I have. You're not. You're not. Uh, I mean, for somebody, I won't. I won't, I won't say your age, but I'll let you do that. You don't look your age. <laughs> so. Well, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. You know exactly how old I am because just in the last day, I celebrated my fiftieth birthday, and I'm I'm happy to put it out there because I figure experience as a songwriter, they, those two things have to be good for each other, right? So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Small saving grace. You don't look. You don't um, look fifty. That's good. Um, well, thanks, sir. Thank there you. we go. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Obviously, doing something right, or whether you're not doing something right, it's working anyway. <laughs> well, I think um, I think music has a lot to do with it. I think music yeah. and all the things that it has brought me in my life um, mm -hmm. that keeps me happy and keeps me sane are uh, definitely contributing factors. Um, before I forget, I do want to say um, that my last name being Gilchrist, uh, I can trace my roots back to Scotland. Okay, um, good. And the fact that you reached out uh, in that Facebook group after we did that Music Therapy Fest 2020 with Jaris mm -hmm. Cook. Sure. Um, and I learned that you did a program, you know, based in Edinburgh. I was just like thrilled to pieces at the thought that I could be on the show. So I just well, want to put that welcome. out there right up front and say thank you so much. Uh, what a treat! What a treat! No, no, um, it's been it's, no pleasure. It's been, uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, just I was, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was in. Uh, uh, this is this is something we're all getting very used to seeing, right? As far as both social media and our network news, and everyone who's attempting to connect remotely, right? Yeah. We're experiencing that live lag delay uh, in real time now. Um, yes. Side note, hopefully in the future, we'll all be uh, a little more aware of everything that goes into making that tight, seamless interaction uh, possible. Because uh, if you had to do it yourself, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, so I was yeah. just going to say, I went to Edinburgh uh, about uh, five years ago. My wife and I went there for our honeymoon. Um, a delayed honeymoon, but a honeymoon nonetheless. We spent a week in Scotland. Absolutely Brilliant. loved it. Beautiful country. Um, yes, and we, uh, my wife is reminding me that uh, we did actually play there. Uh, we went there for a vacation, but we brought along uh, like a mini Taylor guitar for me and a ukulele for her. And as we traveled around the country and people learned that we were musicians from New York, um, people would ask if we were willing to play. And uh, so we did have a few impromptu concerts in the UK, uh, right. the Isle of Skye and uh, a few other places. So uh, what a what a treat. Um, and I, I first had the experience of what I was calling beauty blindness uh, driving around Scotland because it seemed like we would come around every new corner and we would see a site that was even more spectacular than what we had just left behind. Uh, and after a while, you just got so accustomed to everything around you being gorgeous. It was, you know, kind of miraculous. 
Um, so anyway, effusive about how much I love Scotland. So that's, <laughs> that'll be that that part of the program. So as well, we will be uh, what we'll be in the show. We will be playing, talking about some of James's songs that he we will be inserting into the audio part of the podcast. Uh, so we're discussing a bit of the background of how the, what the obviously the inspiration to how these songs came about and how Mike wrote them. It's always a lot. Usually, majority of musicians' songs they have a story behind them and why they came about. They don't just sort of magically appear usually, but there is usually a story and how they are developed through something happening in their life or whatever. Uh, we'll hear about that. But also, we're going to hear a live performance from James and his wife. Uh, singing right. a song, which will be great. We'll also hear a little bit from Julie as well later on. Yes. So we'll hopefully just uh, as get as much crammed into the time any day is going with the flow. It's not about me, it's about James. Uh, as here, so people can connect with him, learn about him, and uh, if you like his music, as I say, you may want to buy it. Great. Um, and also, we will be shouting out the usual people who are sponsors and are. People who contribute to the show, a big shout out to them as well. So uh, you'll be in a day we've got to support people uh, around us who, in our community and in our sort of uh, connections, which is the main thing. So a big shout out to these guys as well. And also one of our new supporters, contributors as well, which will get the, excuse me, uh, will get the, uh, yeah, her uh, DG drop from her is uh, Alta V Spelzer from PKZ podcast as well. So there's lots going on and lots happening uh, in these different times. So let's just crack on. Let's just not waste any more time. James, welcome. How has your day been? And let's dive in. Tell us who James Gilchrist is. Um, so my day so far is great. Um, hard to beat uh, having a day off um, the day after your birthday to uh, relax. And uh, I have... Since I was in my early 20s, I had this little uh, sort of good luck game that I played with myself when my birthday would come around. I would tell myself that if I was performing on or near my birthday, that was going to be an indicator of the year to come, you know. So I was always, always looking for the opportunity to either play music or do theater because I have a background in theater on or around my birthday. And the idea that while we are cloistered at home, the day after my 50th birthday, I get to sit down with you and your audience um, and talk about music is just like the best present ever. So uh, hard to beat today. Um, who is James Gilchrist? Um, Ramsey, you and I chatted a little bit uh, the other day and we were talking about um, sort of the, my, my background and sort of what led me into the life that I am in now. Um, and that helped me sort of think of a few things that might be relevant to people who are interested in understanding my music and why I write the songs that I write. Um, I'll start out by saying that um, uh, I have two great parents um, that uh, did, unfortunately, uh, get a divorce when I was in like third grade. Um, and why that was important was that it meant that although I was living in New Jersey with my mom, my father was living in Massachusetts, and one of the things that he had access to in Massachusetts was a sailboat. Um, and so, you know, a story that's very familiar, you spend weekends with your father if you're living with your mom after a divorce. Um, and when he moved back to Massachusetts, uh, it meant that it was a little harder for us to see each other um, when you're that age. I was like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13. Um, but when I went to see him, one of the things that we would do would be spend time on his sailboat. 
Uh, my dad impressed upon me the idea that uh, sailing was, you know, not a game, uh, and that if you were to sail out, say, uh, either in Boston Harbor off the East Coast or up and down Narragansett Bay in Rhode Island, um, that you were basically taking your life in your hands because the weather could do whatever it wanted, and right. you were at the mercy of the wind and the waves. Um, and so it was very important to him that I learn what was going on, you know, that I wasn't just a passenger, but that I was going to be absorbing the, the rules of the, of the water, if you will. Um, and we had quite a few adventures. Those, those sailing trips that we went on beginning in my younger days and carrying right through college and into my twenties, uh, we had some pretty harrowing, uh, adventures. We had some great times, great experiences, took friends of mine out on the water and, you know, had a great time. But then we also were involved in some storms and some near misses. And, uh, you know, it definitely instilled in me this reverence for the ocean. And uh, I feel like it's something that I always want to be close to because of the, uh, the association that I have with that. Um, so why is that important? Well, one of the songs that I think is eventually going to make it into this mix is a song called Fishing Town. Um, and both the idea of being a ship captain and uh, making your living on the water, as well as simply having that deep, you know, affinity for the ocean and all things uh, aquatic, um, that those those elements find their way into a lot of my songs. Do you still do you still sail much now, or yourself? So uh, the last trip I got to go on um, was about. Three, it'll be three years ago this summer. Um, after my dad, um, my dad got old enough that keeping the boat was something that um, was more than more than he could handle. Mm-hmm. It was more than made sense. You know, uh, he was in his eighties, um, so he he sold his boat, um, and about a, a few years went by, and he wasn't sailing, and I wasn't sailing because we always sailed together. And I thought about going out you know, myself or going out on a charter or something like that, but I really wanted to do it with him. So mm-hmm. I arranged for the two of us to go sailing for a week in Maine in the summer of 2017. Um, and I had not sailed in Maine, uh, certainly not sailed in the amazing weather that we had uh, while we were there. And it was a glorious trip. So it was about three years ago. It was the last time that I sailed. But uh, love it. Love to go back. That's good. Is your dad still around, yeah? Yes. Yep. Uh, he lives uh, about 40 minutes outside Boston. Um, cool. He and his wife are hunkered down like the rest of us, uh, you know, at the end of a cul-de-sac, sort of waiting for the, the threat to clear. That's good. So hopefully soon you'll be able to get out again with your dad and maybe you can be a nice special occasion when this is all over. You can revisit somewhere nice in some nice hot weather on a nice boat and yeah. chill out. That'll be nice. I, I think uh, a lot of the best memories are sitting at the dock with a drink in your hand, watching the sunset with good friends, you know, and uh, I think we'll, we're going to have to find a way to do that even if we don't go sailing. So at least the drink and the sunset in the water will be part of the picture. Uh, so, so, that's the, so that's the ocean part of my story. Um, okay. But uh, a few other things that I think happened in my life mm-hmm. that I think are relevant to the music that I wound up writing. Um, I've always been a pretty philosophical person, um, but uh, actually, before I talk about that, I'm going to circle back to the music and say, so how did, how did I get started in music? Um, okay, no problem. So um, my sister uh, is six years older than me. Her name is Amy, um, 
and uh, she's an amazing person and uh, uh, a good a good friend, not just my sister, but a good friend uh, for for most of my life. Um, she was very into music, and she actually introduced me to certain albums when I was a very young person uh, that I probably wouldn't otherwise have uh, listened to. Um, and the one that I'll talk about is uh, uh, Jethro Tull. So Jethro Tull, with Ian Anderson at the, the forefront, um, was an artist that she introduced me to, and his progressive rock and uh, the combination of sort of um, I won't call them medieval, but they were they were period, right? He had, you know, uh, all the all these different instruments sort of mixed into this rock and roll sound, um, and a lot of the songs that he wrote were very esoteric, you know. Um, and I fell in love with that sound, and I fell in love with his writing style, and it. I didn't know it at the time, but w- later on in my life, when I started to pursue music, it crept into my songwriting and, and really influenced. Um, my style. Um, but as far as music for myself, playing mm-hmm. music or singing, um, I came to it relatively late. Um, I remembered uh, I had an experience in high school where uh, I had become interested in maybe doing some theater and I auditioned for a high school musical and I was cast um, as uh, Albert Peterson in, in Bye Bye Birdie, and, uh, which is, of course, is this Dick Van Dyke singing role. So I did oh, a wow. lot of singing. And uh, at the end of the show, uh, the choir director at my high school came up to me and he said, Jim, uh, because I went by Jim until my mid-20s, David Scott, amazing man, he came up to me and he said, Jim, why aren't you in my choir? And I said, but Mr. Scott, I don't sing. Because that was still my mentality. I didn't know how to sing, you know. I, I was in this show, I did my best, but I didn't feel like I was a singer. And he said, Jim... You just played the lead in the school musical. I think you need to come see me in the fall. So I said, okay. So I came. I tried out for choir, got in. He encouraged me to try out for madrigals, which is a small, smaller group singing harder music, and I got in. He said, you should try out for, like, a county choir. I did. I got in. And so on and so on until I was having voice lessons in his office after school. Um, so I owe him a great deal when it comes to feeling like music was something that I could, I could take part in. Um, the other side of the coin is the guitar. Uh, mm-hmm. I played a little piano when I was a kid. My parents made me take lessons. I was good when I practiced, but I didn't like to practice, so I never really did. And as a result, I kind of miss that now that it was never a thing that I really picked up. I played the clarinet again because I had to pick an instrument. Did not love the clarinet. And then one day I saw this music video. Um, it was this, uh, this, it was this Japanese band um, playing a music video on MTV. And he was playing this guitar. And the look of the guitar and the sound of the music made me go to my mom. I want to go, I want to go get a guitar. That's, that's what I want to play. That's, that's what I want to figure out how to handle. Um, and, uh, but it wasn't until I was in high school. You know, so I didn't start playing guitar until I was in high school. Didn't start singing until I was in high school, um, and uh, as a result, I feel like I got a little bit of a late start. Um, but again, the kind of music that grew on me sort of influenced the type of music that I would play and uh, the style of music that I would come to write. 
So I would say everything from Iron Maiden and Queensryche <laughs> and some very heavy metal bands that were like, awesome. I just loved Ronnie James Dio and, you know, uh, Little Metallica. Um, and then on the other side, you had um, artists like the Indigo Girls um, and Melissa Etheridge, um, Pat Benatar, uh, a lot of strong female writers um, and uh, and they all found their way into my music as well, you know. Fantastic. Uh, Trust the yeah. rock rock consent. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm steeped. I'm, I'm can like it, that tea you're drinking. I'm, I'm a lot there, a lot there. Can I, can I be a trusty 80s rock? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, just a bit, of, even a bit of Guns N' Roses and that kind of thing. Yeah. Just yep. brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But, uh, but well, let's, just uh, before we go into, before we dive into a bit more in James regarding the um, the, the, the songs we're going to talk about that will be in the, the podcast, the audio version. Uh, we are going to just a quick shout out to our supporters and sponsors, the people who are involved in the show. So, sponsored by Frame Your Day app by Ephia Latham. We also have Natural Soap by Zakia, um, who's Zakia, who's in Philadelphia. So, if you're looking for some soap, you can buy it from her, and Natural Soap by Zakia. Uh, she's also in New York she's an upcoming she's an artist uh, in New York she's currently hung, working from home as I spoke to her recently uh, excuse me taking a slight break from the music in, uh, for the moment because due to uh, New York being kind of stuck at the moment on lockdown uh, myself uh, I, Edward Lusters I'm looking for cleaning services you can find me in Edinburgh if you're looking for something cleaned I'm still open just uh, so if, if, if you're kind of needing some cleaning done give me a shout uh, also, I, a website designer, Ideas Go Live by John Drummond. He's in Edinburgh. Yeah, if you're looking for a website, he's not just based in Edinburgh. He, is, he can do stuff if you're other, across the pond, etc., etc. Uh, the Guy or Cook Report podcast, uh, Guy or Cook, who's in Walla Walla, across the east co- uh, west coast um, of America. Sharon Griffin for For Humanities. Patrick M. Voss, who does voiceovers and DJ drops for shows. And also Brent Mann from BrentMannMusic.com. He is based in Miami, not Miami, Florida, Tampa, Florida. Uh, so BrentMannMusic.com. Uh, he's a great, so all these people who are great supporters. So I'll mention these guys again because they're fantastic. And I've forgotten the main one, which I just about forgot. I'll get in trouble if I miss, miss this one. Is Eileen Smith from EileenSmith.com. That's I L E A N E. You can uh, check out her YouTube channel. She's got her website. She's always tasting uh, post podcasting equipment, uh, live streaming platform pl- platforms. My teeth in here, platforms and multi streaming. So you're always going to get a good education from Eileen. Uh, she goes live many many times uh, on Twitch, YouTube, etc. etc. So I recommend connecting with Eileen or checking her YouTube video videos out for what she does uh, and you'll learn a lot so thank you to all these people who support us so we're going to dive into our first song james is going to talk about uh, then we'll probably probably try we'll squeeze in the second one and then we'll do the live performance and having a brief chat with julie as well and then if we've got time we'll squeeze in the third one uh, and we'll just go from there and we'll also have a, a find out where James you can connect with James at the end of the show and any final thoughts from the pair of them uh, at the end of the show and then we'll wrap things up so thank you to everyone who's watching online uh, who's listening on Periscope and other places well, thank you and uh, we will catch and we'll kind of go from there yeah enjoy so <laughs> so James uh, talk about the first song we're going to talk about which was in alphabetical order 
always. So tell us about that song and um, the background to it, how it came about, and fire away. Great. Um, and uh, allow me to say thanks to all of your great sponsors, too. I think it's fabulous that uh, so many are, are helping this show make uh, be possible. Um, and a lot of great uh, services, products and services in that list uh, for folks like us right now. So, um, so, um, so fast. So I was talking uh, before the break uh, a little bit about things that were happening to me in my late, uh, late teens and uh, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, after I went to, um, after I went to uh, my, my college, I wound up going, um, I found my way into music. I wound up graduating from a, a school in Pennsylvania um, called Susquehanna University. Um, and from there, I went, uh, I moved back home, started to do more acting. And it was the acting that actually brought me into New York City. But if I hadn't gone into the city, uh, I studied at a place called the National Shakespeare Conservatory for two years um, and started working as an actor in New York City. Um, but if I hadn't done that, um, I never would have met the people that wound up helping me uh, do uh, music uh, a lot more. Um, And as it happened, um, I was living in the city uh, on 9-11, and one of the things that happened around that time was that things got very quiet um, after the attacks, and uh, a lot of places were were shutting down. and there was a, just this energy about living in the city that radically shifted. Um, and from, from this outgoing, busy Broadway kind of town, um, it seemed like people were more interested in sort of connecting in small groups and sharing, you know, more intimate stories with each other. And that was reflected in the music that was happening in the East Village and the West Village. Um, so I had been lucky enough to uh, be in a show where I met... Uh, the guy who was playing acoustic guitar to back up that show. Uh, It was a production of Ancestral Voices, and I was in the show, and he was providing the music. And he was an amazing guitarist. Uh, His name is Kyle Santa, and you can still find him online. Um, And it was because I met him, and because of my connection with a theater company, um, that I resulted in getting to record a CD, my first CD. Um, And the... uh, the, the woman who, uh, Kathy Towsend is her name, who ran the theater company, approached me and said, James, we're going to do um, an evening of one-act plays in honor of the 10th anniversary of our theater company. And I love your music, because she had heard me play, and she said, I think I would like to help you produce a CD, and that will be the takeaway. Everyone will walk home with a CD of the music that was heard in and amongst the plays before and after the show. So in order to do the CD, I was looking for someone to help me produce it, and I met. I went back to this guy, Kyle Santa, who agreed to record it, and that was sort of the beginning, because one night late at night up in Inwood, New York, uh, in like two in the morning, we're laying down some of these tracks, and he asks me through the headphones, he's like, James, do you have a band? And I said, uh, no, no, I don't. I've just been playing myself at places like Kenny's Castaways and... The, and uh, uh, the Bagot Inn and uh, the, the Black Cat and the Town Tavern and a few places like that in the village. And he said, well, if you start a band, I'll be in it. And he was, at that time, one of the most amazing guitarists that I... And to this day, he still is one of the most amazing guitarists I've ever heard. Very creative person. 
So it was his, it was really him that, and his encouragement and his suggesting that he'd be in my band if I were to start one, that made me start looking around and seeing if I couldn't find other musicians to come together and create what would eventually become the sound. Um, and I say all that because always, which those of you who are listening to the audio version of this podcast are going to get to hear, um, has Kyle Santa playing an amazing guitar on it, and a guy named Eric Moriello who's playing an amazing bass on it, uh, and a guy named Andrew Potenza who's playing percussion, Bethany Burgess-Smith who's singing vocals. Um, there was a great group of people who came together to sing with me and start performing in the clubs and villages in New York City. Um, and as it happened... Uh, an old friend of mine, somebody that I'd known since third grade, uh, wound up living... I discovered she was living in the city a few years after I was I was living in the city, uh, and she came to a show. And afterwards, she came up to me and she said, uh, Jim, she called me Jim because she'd known me since third grade. She said, Jim, I would really love it if you would take a look at some of the words that I have been putting down in my journal, things that I thought might be poetry, but maybe they're songs. And I've been listening to your music, and I think you might be able to do something with some of these lyrics. And the lyrics that she had written down immediately grabbed me. And I had had some experiences in my 20s where I was friends with some amazing, very spiritual people who were also very much in touch with the other world. They felt like they had spirit guides that were talking to them and helping them through their life on a daily basis. They, they were friends with people who were channeling, uh, you know, entities, you know, spirits, uh, angels, what you call it, what you will. But I'd been sort of steeped in that, and definitely this idea of a spirit or a ghost or someone who had such an, a lasting presence in someone's life after they had passed, um, really just. I took it and I was like, yes, absolutely. So I, she, so her words make up, I would say, the first third of the song. And then the rest of the song always is talking about, you know, are you there? Are you here always? You know, is, you know, is that your voice that I hear calling to me? Uh, you know, do I feel you in the breath of the wind in September on my back? Like all of these little things that tie back into that sort of ghostly and uh, evocative presence found their way into always. How just just a quick, obviously living in we're living in New York before nine eleven. Mm-hmm. I mean, just thinking then before this all happened, obviously life must have been pretty free. Then suddenly, boom. It happened. There must have been the the psychological effects then from before and then after must have been pretty harrowing. I mean, just walking around a city has gone from being free flowing, nothing, not a not a blink, nothing really happening, just all normal life, to that everything's turned on its head within seconds. Yeah, it was definitely it was a very dramatic time, and until now, nothing like it had ever. Uh, you know, had Americans ever experienced, you know, in my lifetime, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I mentioned, I had, I had gone to acting school and I was doing plays and um, uh, some off-Broadway stuff. And it was thrilling to walk around New York City and just feel the energy, you know, bouncing off of people and sort of giving me the drive to pursue my interest in, in acting. Um, and as I have found throughout my entire life, 
it's the dramatic events, it's the radical changes, it's the sharp left turns, the unexpected challenges that, for me, translate into the need to tell a story and to express my feelings that I might not know how to express in any other way. Um, and luckily, you know, I, as has been said, I, I tried to keep the channel open, even though I wasn't always pleased uh, with the results. Um, and allowed the songs to sort of come through me, which is a good time to say something about the way I write songs, um, is that many of the songs that I've written that have tended to uh, stand the test of time are songs that I felt like just came to me, and they didn't come with a catchy hook or a phrase that I knew had to make up the chorus of a song. It was literally like the curtain came pulled back and a story started to play out in front of me, and I watched the beginning, the middle, and the end. And it was just up to me to stay open enough to that idea and those words and allow them to come through on a yellow pad uh, long enough for the song to finish writing itself, you know? Uh, so let's say, uh, well, let's, so let's introduce, do you want to introduce the song? That you're sure. And you can demo, for the, here's the purpose of the people who are listening to the audio. We are doing a video platform this time. Um, we're going to bring out James been speaking about the this song, the sort of the depth how it came about. Uh, so he's going to introduce it, so you will hear it on the audio part and podcast. So uh, obviously not for this one. We are going to hear a live performance later in the show with his wife uh, Julie, and yeah, that will be the experience. So we get a, get a like an exciting thing to wait for forward to. I'm trying to get the words out, <laughs> tongue tied. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll let you introduce the song, and we'll come back to part two. Okay. So uh, I would be very remiss if I didn't acknowledge um, an amazing musician who plays uh, a very exotic instrument called the Bode Psaltery on this particular recording. Her name is Celeste Ray, and she's, out, she's still out there making amazing music. Um, arc paths crossed in New York City, and when I talked earlier about Jethro Tull and my love for the sort of eclectic mix of acoustic and electric instruments... Uh, there isn't anything more acoustic than the sound of this psaltery as she, as she plays it with two uh, short violin bows. It cuts through the mix, and it really is the thing that anchors this song in, you know, with one foot in this world and another foot in the next. So always is basically a ghost story. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a rich emotional journey, uh, and it's very reflection. Uh, it's a reflection of, of a powerful emotional experience told through these exotic uh, and I think very eloquent performances by the musicians I've mentioned. Okay, so introduce the song. Go for it. What's it called? So this is Always. So for those who are listening, we will hear Always and we'll come back to you in part two.
September leaves are falling Pat Voss here, your local broadcaster and voiceover guy. For voiceovers, contact me now at broadcasterpat at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter and Instagram at gldnvoice underscore shine now. To hear me on the radio, go to 98.3 FM WRLR, the voice of Lake County, either the website or the TuneIn app now. And again, thank you so much to Ramsey Unleashed, Going Beyond Borders podcast, and now back to the show. Welcome back to 
part two. Uh, thank you for listening to Always the Song. And uh, we're going to dive into song number two, uh, which uh, James is going to tell us a bit about. So, and you will hear that as well. It will start coming up for the live performance afterwards. So, uh, we're just uh, kind of, we have been going for almost about 40 minutes. We're going to kind of keep it within the hour. So, uh, so we've got a lot to talk about still. So, we're going to uh, fire, fire, fire on. Get my teeth in there. I'm going to get the green tea. Detox. <laughs> Always helps. <laughs> yep. Anyway, tell us about the second song you're going to talk about and talk about the background, how that came about, and we can then play introduce it. Yep. So uh, the next song is called Celebrating You. And um, the idea behind the song was actually, it started off as sort of a riff on uh, a song intended to wish somebody a happy birthday. Um, But I was sitting in a park in New York City with my feet up on a fountain um, and the, the sun was shining and the water was sparkling and I just suddenly started to hear these words that felt uh, very different from a lot of the other songs that I've written. Um, it's very rooted in this sort of neo-pagan feel, uh, sort of your, the feeling of uh, roots under your feet, uh, the silver moon in the sky and the feel of the wind on your face. Um, and in New York City, where you're surrounded by buildings, that's an unusual experience. You know, you have to go into the middle of Central Park and close your eyes, basically, before you feel like you're in touch with nature at all, right? Um, but in this case, uh, the song just sort of, it made my foot tap. Uh, I immediately started to hear what I thought might become the acoustic guitar part for it. Um, and it's really a song celebrating the people in my life that I love and celebrating the earth, celebrating Mother Earth, celebrating, you know, Father Sky, uh, and uh, applauding all that's good and right in the world. Um, so it's been, a, it's been a favorite of mine and Julie's to continue to play long after the, uh, the phase in which some of these songs were written, which I call the Blue Night phase, because all those musicians I mentioned earlier, we performed as a band called Blue Night, which is going to lead into how Julie and I actually met. Um, and uh, so that's celebrating you, you know. Um, hopefully, they'll your listeners will enjoy that too. Well, okay, we'll play celebrating you, and uh, we'll come back after this.
Sacred times we stood as one I give thanks for what's been shown to me by you I'm walking on the water But the wind keeps blowing She's talking to me so I'll never forget you So believe in all the good you bring In the marketplace Let the children sing Welcome back to part three. So we're finding through these songs, we're getting there. So let's we're gonna to come to we're gonna do the third song later, because I think we'll give us something to do. The main is want to get to the live performance and a bit of a bit of chat from Julie. So let's bring in Julie. Okay. Yep. In, invite her to the set as as it were. Enter stage right. Pass me your, your headphones, I'll hang on to them. Entering stage right. We have Julie. <laughs> She's gonna adjust the camera so that uh, we can both be seen once she gets here. Cool. There we go. Um, all, all live peeps. Can I go wrong with live? Uh, thing goes wrong. Right. Oh, that's okay. Right. <laughs> it's <All> live. Right. <laughs> okay. So the beautiful and talented Julie Sherwood arrives on stage. Okay. Welcome, Julie. Can you Thank hear me you. okay, Julie? I hear you great. Thanks. That's good. Well, let's, uh, let's find out a little bit about you first, uh, and then we can kind of come... We can sort of ask her a question when you, you how you both came together. So tell us a little bit about you as well. Uh, well, I also have a theater background. Um, I moved to New York City from Colorado, and uh, I came to study theater and to work in theater, and did did quite a bit of the same kinds of things that that James did, um, workshopping new musicals and things like that. Went to a conservatory program in New York City. Um, Back in Colorado, I had been a music director for a spiritual center. So um, I know one of the, uh, bringing, bringing our unique backgrounds together, we came together to do his music originally, but then we began to branch out because of the experience I had had as a music director in a spiritual center. Um, the realization that we both had those theater backgrounds um, kind of moved us in the direction of doing some Broadway concerts together and things like that, too. Um, wow. Yeah, so I can link you up to some people who I think I spoke to James in the past. I can link you up to a friend of mine called Tony Henderson Myers, who does a lot of stuff with Broadway as well. And she's based okay. in, in North Carolina, but she still does stuff in, in regarding Broadway in New York. So if you're interested again, I can connect, make the connection, and you can uh, hey, see where it takes you. Who knows? <laughs> that sounds fun. Very yeah. generous. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, carry on, sorry, just to talk, it amazes me, you think it's going to be a connection. It's, it's all good. Um, yeah, so I was living, I moved to the city in 2001, so um, right after 9-11, um, which was interesting. So James can speak to having lived in New York City before 9-11 and how it mm -hmm. felt different to him afterward. I moved in October of 2001, so within just a few weeks. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know what it was like before I came. Um, 
it felt like a, a place where everyone was treating each other very gently when I arrived, mm. you know, really that thing that happens when we all go through a crisis together and we yes. have just a little more patience, just a little more empathy, just a little more warmth for each other. Um, so that was the New York City I got to experience when I came. Which was nice. Um. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I hear a, tell it's not always that way. <laughs> the gentle soul arrives at the perfect moment, right? To be treated with the kid gloves, which is yeah. thank God, because I was really glad you stuck around. Yeah, so, so how did you two meet? Tell us about that. Well, I kicked around doing theater for a long time and also looking for little side jobs. So... Mm. Um, I lived in an apartment on the Upper West Side that had no phone line and no internet um, back in the day. And so I would go to the local library and I would wait in the line and I would sign up for my 30 minutes to get on the computer and get online. And then I would look through audition notices. Um, and so I saw him with his audition notice that he needed another vocalist for the band. He just lost one of his founding vocalists and was looking for a replacement. Um, she left. Nothing bad happened to her. Yeah. She went on to have a great career in California before she came back again. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carol Crittenden, who we, whose name we should just throw out there because she's also an amazing musician no, no, no. that people should look up. So Carol Crittenden was singing in Blue Night, and then she moved to California. And uh, at that point, we've been having um, two backing vocalists. Uh, in addition to my vocals, so there was a lot of voice. There was a lot of singing in the in the music. So I'll turn it back over to you, the Craigslist. Yeah. So I we we feel like it was a sort of mystical, meant to be kind of experience because I was just about to sign off from my thirty minutes when that was the last listing I found on Craigslist. Um, so I jotted everything down really quickly. Um, I know the listing said, listen to my music, which I couldn't do because there were no speakers on the library computer, but I just had a good feeling about it. And so I called him up and said, hey, can I come audition for you? And that's how it happened. And we worked together for quite a while before, um, before there ever was a personal relationship. So we really met working on the music and me yeah. joining in the band and doing some gigs together. So Yeah, but uh, but it's a great story to be able to say, you know, yeah, we met on Craigslist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> People yeah. don't know Craigslist was used for a lot of things back then that, you know, were not all, you know, sort of yeah. sunshine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it must be back in the days when you had to actually wait for 30 minutes to get your, your turn on the internet. Now it's, right. it's crazy. Like, <laughs> just pick up, pick up your phone and that's all you need to do. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I'm, I'm listening to the story now and I'm thinking, you have people that are going to be listening to this and they're like, what about her cell phone? You know, her smartphone or yeah, you know, exactly. she internet in her house and like, what about Wi-Fi? It's just like all these things and we're like, oh my God. Yeah. So, well, so our, our first gig together was 2004. So 16 years ago is how far back yeah. we're going where we didn't have smartphones and things like that. It's yeah. amazing how time flies and you think, where did 19 years go if you think about it? Uh, and now it it's is. from... Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, and we're in 19 years later, we're in a year that's well, going to be a complete write-off anyway, so we will plan for 2021. <laughs> yeah, just like scrub yes. this one out, 2020, yeah. except, yeah. except for all the amazing things that people are doing for each other. Okay? Yes, exactly. I think, that that, I think 2020, um, an unfortunate perfect storm of events have come together uh, to result in definitely a chaotic upheaval, but... Like the eye of a hurricane, there's light 
coming down through the through the break in the clouds that is the kindness that Julie alluded to when folks in New York had gone through what they had gone through locally. I think we're seeing a lot of that expressed on a national level, and it's making the planet smaller and making us all a little bit more aware of our frailties and mm-hmm. how much we need each other. So, exactly. Um, Especially just doing podcasts and interviews from people in different parts of the world, and in real time, even though there's a difference in five hours between us, uh, which yeah. is kind of weird, but we're in real time, but we're talking and having an interview is fantastic, which is amazing the things that are developing going forward these days, which is great. Uh, but let's uh, let's dive into this uh, live performance. Uh, okay. What's the, what's the song you're going to sing? Tell us a, a little um, bit of the background of the song, and then we can dive in and go from there. Okay. 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 So, um, so uh, I'm, I alluded to the idea earlier that songs would tend to just sort of come. You know, I uh, I, I would definitely I would sit down to write songs and uh, try to s- sort of create them out of thin air. Um, and it would be a more laborious process. Other songs would just sort of fall right out. Um, and in this case, um, now I am, I'm, not a, I'm not a religious person. I am a spiritual person, but I am not a religious person. However, okay. the phrase seven times, 70 times each day was uh, uh, an idea that uh, was, I was introduced to, same, sort of came run up against. Um, and that really was the, the, the formative moment for the song that we're about to do, which is called Find a Way to Forgive. And that ultimately, we all need to find ways to forgive. Um, yes. And, you know, seven times, 70 times each day is uh, no exaggeration. You know, if you look at your life and the way we interact with each other and the things that happen... Um, being constantly on the lookout for ways in which we can forgive ourselves and forgive others, uh, and especially, again, right now when we're talking about trying to be kind to each other. Um, that's really what led into the creation of the song. Um, there's some little dribs and drabs of some personal experience for me in the song, but then there are also just stories that came as I was writing the song. So it's called Find a Way to Forgive, um, and it's a song that we do um, more often than some of my other earthier or hard rocking or uh, ghostly songs in our capacity as uh, music directors at a variety of spiritual centers, uh, which has been a big part of our lives in the last 10 years. Um, So uh, we thought it'd be a nice one to do today. Well, fire away. Go for it. Get set up. So as we just wait for them to get set up, we will hear a live performance from James and Julie. I hope you're enjoying. If you're watching on the live video, if you're hearing on the podcast, uh, enjoy the audio podcast uh, that you'll be hearing uh, so far. You hear the live performance um, and you've enjoyed the music so far. And as I say, thank you for those who are watching on Facebook and Periscope. And thank you to StreamYard again for the fantastic audio you get from for the audio, the podcast, and their platform in general is fantastic and a big shout out to guy I know called Ross Brand who has just been recently testing a new feature on StreamYard a big shout out to Ross Brand um, who uh, does a lot of this media as well and a great great person to know as well so anyway I'll let you guys crack on go for it when you go okay okay uh, I'm going to take my headphones off while we do the song and then uh, so just give me a second to put them back on to hear you uh, when it's over I'll put my thumb up uh, when I do that, so just so you can put your headphones back on. Okay, it gives you a bit of indication. That's good. That's great. Thank you. Go go for it.
Okay. Um, so as we said uh, just a moment ago, uh, this song is called Find a Way to Forgive.
angels watching over big massive thank you to James and Julie for that live performance uh, just a great song with a great meaning um, because definitely forgiveness is a big thing in life and if you har- harbour unforgiveness in your life it can stop you from moving on and doing things in your life I think at this time forgiving is a challenge for us all because it does it's not an easy thing in life to forgive somebody who has hurt you and it can be difficult to move forward with that. And it's if you ha- are going through something in life and you're struggling to forgive, um, reach out to somebody. Because is if you really want, know you want to move forward and you can't, please reach out to somebody who can maybe help you through that journey and to be able to get over that through that wall, over that barrier that's stopping you from fulfilling your life. Um, that's what I totally recommend. And I think that song just really re- should resonate to. Me. Many people, whether you're spiritual or you have a faith or not, I think it's it should be it's something that hopefully that will encourage you in some way or form when you hear uh, that again if you're listening on the audio version. But thank you again. That was fantastic. That was brilliant. Um, do you want to fit in? You're welcome to fit in another song if you want or do you want to maybe sing another little bit of another song you might want to sing live? It's entirely up to yourself. Uh, sure. So um, one of the songs... Um, that I figured at some point that would be fitted into your show in the live stream uh, was the, in the video version, I mean, um, excuse me, the audio version (laughs) would be a song called Fishing Town. Um, Mm -hmm. And Fishing Town is one of my favorites. uh, And it definitely, uh, as you can hear in the title, um, it resonates because of my background with being on the water and sailing and that sort of thing. Um, so we could perform it live. We'd be happy well, to perform it live. Let's perform it live, and then what we'll do after that, you can tell us where people can. You can tell us where people can connect with you both yourselves individually and, and whatever, um, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, whatever you do, social yep. media wise, uh, mm-hmm. and you can then give us a final thought going out of the end of the show and take it from there so let's just have a, a live performance part two of the song we were going to put in the audio but we're going to have it live instead which is just as absolutely better and uh why not live is always good and let's just i'll let you introduce the song but before you introduce it tell us a bit about the back it's a little bit more in detail of the song and then yep. probably mentioned it in the, in the podcast already but um just give us a brief background and fire away sure thing Sure thing. So um, the song is called Fishing Town on the North Coast of Clare. Um, and um, the experience of writing the song was unusual in that um, as, it, as the story came through, and it came through start to finish, um, I had no idea if Clare was a place that could have a fishing town. I only had some vague notion that there was a Clare, and I thought it was in England or in Ireland, but I didn't know for sure. This was going back a while. and uh, But as anyone, any artist listening knows, we are always uh, having to find that fine line in the creative process where we allow the pure, unadulterated uh, creativity to come through while not stifling it or getting too analytical, even though we know we're going to need to take a scalpel to it at some point. You know, we're going to have to apply a little bit of math and a little bit of logic, you know, otherwise the songs would all be 20 minutes long. 
Um, <laughs> so basically, I, I didn't let the idea that I had no idea if Claire could have a fishing town, much less a north coast, um, stop me. And I just went ahead and wrote the song. And uh, the music for the song was also one that um, uh, that just sort of wrote itself. It just seemed to be the music that needed to accompany those words. Um, and there are elements in the song that have to do with the danger of being on the water. Um, there are elements in the song that uh, spoke to how it felt to live in New York um, and be playing in bars and, and you know, having that late night over-stimulated, over-alcoholed, uh, over-smoked environment. You know, that was all, that was all in my life at the time uh, and definitely factored into the song. Um, but then as, I, as the song continued to pour out of me, I realized there's a story here about my dad. There's a story here about relationships between fathers and sons of all stripes and, um, and the importance of... Um, of finding purpose. So, uh, it's just, I love it because, uh, I can't, I don't feel like I can take credit for all the layers of the onion that eventually were revealed in the song. You know, when it came to me, it felt like an onion. And then after it was written and I started playing it for people and they were giving me their, their impressions of the song, I was like, Oh, that's a layer I hadn't even realized was in there. That's another layer and another layer. Um, and then the, the icing on the cake was just that uh, the very first time I performed the song live, it was at a place called Kenny's Castaways uh, in the West Village. And um, the place was packed. It was a great night. Um, and I got up on stage and I mentioned that it was about a fishing town on the north coast of Clare. And a woman that I hadn't seen in years stood up at the back of the room and held out a photograph and said... I just came back from Claire. I have pictures. And they were all pictures of, like, red fishing boats in this fishing town in Claire. So it was like there was the, the stamp from the universe that it was all happening like it was supposed to happen. So anyway, that's the story. Okay. Well, I'll let you uh, go for it and choose song okay. and fire away. Excellent. Fishing town on the north coast of Claire. I saw her last Thursday I was drunk in the bar I asked her the question You know, but didn't get very far We were all sitting around And wondering when the boats would come home So I lit up her cigarette Gets better than smoking alone now Mick was a line man on Miss Vernon's bail Now he watches the harbor empty of sail His hands are in square knots that he can't untie the life that you and I we know that's a lie 
Thank you for the, uh, the on-camera applause, Fran. Fraser. Appreciate Bra it. Brilliant. Um, now we are live on. I was fantastic. I was. I'm just wow. That was really nice. Such a nice, relaxing song to listen to. And 
We are live on Facebook, we are already in Periscope, and I had a couple of comments. Uh, actually, one of my friend, people I know who does a guy called Herbie Merrin, who is on, and also in New York, he's in Brooklyn, he's an Uber driver, so I've got a lot of connect, oh. New York connections. Nice. <laughs> you think I, think I live there, but I don't. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to live there. Shout out to Brooklyn. Yeah, so, so shout out to Herbie Mellon from Herb's Hangouts, a guy who's Fireman Rich, who he was just saying he was having a beer and listening to the song, well, at the end of a great day, so that's good. And that's awesome. To, yeah, yeah. I know, Brilliant, and um, a woman called Angie, uh, who's also, she's actually in Europe, so she's watching, so just to shout out to these people oh, who are watching thanks. on different the video platforms we're streaming to, but as I say, it's mainly for the audio podcast, uh, which benefits those who are listening. You have been listening to James and Gilchrist and his wife, Julie Sherwood, um, and just fantastic listening to these, these live performances. It's brilliant. End of the day, about my podcast, it's about to support people who have come from nothing to become somebody, upcoming artists, uh, bring their music to Scotland, um, make that connection. Who knows, we've all, in Scotland, we had last year, this time last year, we had Claire Means, who was over here performing because right, she was right. in Edinburgh. She's great. And she is fantastic. So a big shout out to Claire Means. She's been over here. I managed to get her a couple of gigs, which was brilliant. The weather was superb. And she loved it. It was brilliant. It was a, a great time uh, while she was here. So, um, as I say, opportunities. We are, and so if there's an opportunity to maybe get a groupie coming over and uh, maybe doing a gig once this is all over, and tr- you can actually jump on a physically jump on a plane and, and fly here. If not, yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna have to get your boat out <laughs> and see see if it takes a while. It takes a while, but anyway. Um, the good thing is that we just want to uh, support people through the podcast and hear hear their stories and through their music or where they've come from that will hopefully inspire somebody else who listens to this and that's what it's all about. As I say, during this hard time at the moment it's bringing folk together, uh, it's making the world a lot smaller and a thank you for James and, and Julie for taking the time to sing and to entertain you guys who've been watching and listening, who will listen to you on the audio as well. So thank you very much. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. It's, Thanks it's, for having us. It's so tell us to be a part of your show. Before my nose runs, uh, sorry. <laughs> tell us. <laughs> tell us. Tea, uh, tea will do that to you. I know it does that. I'm just thinking. <laughs> what is it right? <laughs> uh, please uh, tell us where people can connect with you. Sure. Um, so uh, you can um, you can connect with us on Facebook. Um, at Awen Band, A W E N, which we didn't even talk about. That's the that's the that's the moniker. Sorry. No. Oh, the 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 moniker Awen is the name that Julie and I perform under together to do our okay. original music. Um, Awen, A W E N. It's a Welsh word that means um, wisdom from beyond the gates. Um, okay. And uh, I'm always open to that. <laughs> Uh, so Alwyn Band, go to facebook.com slash Alwyn Band. Uh, you can certainly connect with us yeah. there. You can also find us and give us your email address if you want to be kept up to date with what we're doing and see the videos and songs we put out at alwenmusic.com, I-A-W-E-N music.com. Um, but then I'll let Julie talk about um, some of the wonderful things that she's doing right now, even more so 
Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think to mention earlier um, an, an aspect of my involvement with music is uh, that at some point in my career, I felt like I wanted to do more and give more and be more of service with it. So I went back to school um, after we met, got my master's degree in music therapy. Um, so I'm a licensed psychotherapist. I'm a music therapist. I've gotten a lot of programs up online during this time because I know people feel really isolated and stressed and it's a time of anxiety. Yeah. Um, so if people want to come find my Facebook page, it's, um, Inner Harmony Center for Hope and Healing. Um, you can find it on Facebook. It's Inner Harmony CHH. Um, you can also probably find your way to me from the Awin page if it's easier to find the Awin page. Um, Ramsey, you were going to say something. Well, we're going to have all we'll have all your links, both your links in the okay, show notes perfect. on the Streamyard, cool. so we'll get all these links uh, for people perfect. who want to connect in Periscope but, uh, on Podbean. Use Podbean, which we uploaded to, but it goes out to iTunes, uh, Spotify, okay. YouTube as well, so people will be able to see it uh, here and uh, listen to the audio and hear uh, have it in the show notes as well. But uh, as I say, we'll have them in there. Uh, so. Anything else you want to say? You want to close out on anything? Or do you want to sort of talk anything you might have missed? Just go for it. Fire away. Um, yeah, just to finish um, my thought about the programming, I've been doing a lot online. That's like relaxation groups, stress relief groups, um, tips tips for handling tough times. Um, the beauty of having the technology we have now is if you're in the UK or you're anywhere in the US or anywhere around the world, um, you know, if you come to the, to the Facebook page and find out when I have events, you can come in and do online drum circles with me right. and things like that. So if you're looking for some support, um, it's also a nice sense of connection with other people to come mm -hmm. in and do a group drum circle, even though it's over Zoom. Um, so I just want people to know that's a resource that's out there. I want people to feel like they can come together and get some stress relief and feel supported. So, yeah, but Julie, Julie is an amazing uh, accredited licensed music therapist with an amazing set of skills uh, and, uh, and, and help that she is able to offer to clients. Um, so I just want to shout out to that, you know, no, no. definitely, definitely. Uh, uh, and, and then finally, just say to everyone who tuned in today and to everyone who tuned in to listen to the podcast and to you. Ramsey for uh, Fraser for, for Fraser for putting this together. Um, I Ramsey unleashed. I was like, that's your last name sticks with me. Um, <laughs> but Fraser uh, for for agreeing to do this, and uh, to Jerris Cook if he's listening or watching at some point, because if he hadn't done an amazing job of putting together that music therapy fest 2020 online with all those amazing musicians, uh, we wouldn't have gotten to be a part of it, and we probably wouldn't have met you. And so you know. Just uh, takes that just connection. One of, those, one of those great things. One question I'm going to ask you before: uh, what, what you, even though once this is all over, this COVID nineteen, uh, what kind of what have you what kind of goals have you got that you have set or want to try and achieve going forward when this ever finishes? <laughs> so, um, you know, Julie has Julie has her goals. I have my goals, and we also have some collective goals. Um, but I know for myself. One of the things that I've uh, long wanted to be able to do is um, mix and record uh, music uh, better. Um, some of the recordings you heard on today's show were done through the generosity of friends, uh, Eric Moriello in particular, um, helping out with that. Um, so I've recently gone to study with Alan Parsons of the Alan Parsons Project, spent time in his studio, um, and uh, I'm just trying to get my home studio up and going. So hopefully more good recordings are in my future. 
Yeah, and I think, um, like, we had never done Facebook Live before. We had never, you know, reached that larger audience with concerts. So This is, like, you know, number two. This is, like, the second yes. time we've, we've been this online. This is our second time. Yeah. yeah, so thank you for letting us put to use the skills we developed the last time we did it. Right, no problem. <laughs> um, so we can, you know, not get rusty. Um, so I think we feel like it opens up possibilities for us in terms of performing music, which is really yes, fun. Right. Uh, and also, I'm learning how to really bring the music therapy kinds of things I do online, which opens them up to a larger following and, and just allows us to reach people at this time when they're feeling kind of isolated at home. So I hope to continue to, to, to grow and learn more technology. And I'm not super tech savvy, unlike him. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of a slow learning curve for me. Um, but I'm glad to have the motivation because if it means I can reach more people and help support more people, I definitely want to learn how so no well fantastic well as i say it's been a pleasure having this of the show it's been great having a mix a nice bit of a nice mix it's been great just chilling out and we've had some comments from people who are live uh, from periscope and things and for everyone who's been watching live the video and we'll be hearing the uh, as i say a big shout out to Janice cook who set up the music thing who made the connection and just hopefully if you're watching if you're an artist and you're want to get Happy to connect and if it work with you, it's not a problem. I'm not, I'm not an expert. I just like connecting with people. <laughs> I just like to connect and have a chat. And if I, if it, doing this helps you in some way, happy days. That's what I say. Happy days. So that's what I, I say. Just, I just wanted to say when you said that, I can, I just can feel how much heart you bring to this and how yeah. much you want to do this to bring people together and mm-hmm. and share and make connection and it's really lovely. So thank you for doing that, not um, just for us, but for everybody putting putting yes. it out there. Yes. Pouring your heart into it. It's it's really touching. It's really sweet. Oh, thank you. I, I just I don't like to take the credit for things. I just like to do it and just kind of help. If I can help, great. And just keep on going down the road. That's what counts. Keep on going down the road. That's what's the, the important thing in life. Keep going forward and keep building. Yeah. So, uh, But to everyone who's been involved, supporters from Eileen Smith to Brent Mann to Shannon Griffin from For Humanities to Patrick Voss to Altavis Pelzer from the Speakeasy podcast to Frame Your Day app to Natural Soap by Zakia, John Drummond and myself, supporting myself, uh, and everybody else who's involved in podcasting and my podcast, we wish you a good night. Stay safe, stay well. And a big thank you to James and Julie. I'll let them say goodbye. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing. Till next time, guys. Bye for now. All right.